Welcome to the Faith Life Fellowship Podcast with Dr. Scott Forrest. In today's message, Dr. Forrest delivers a special Easter teaching titled, Christ Our Passover. All right. Praise the Lord. I'm Pastor Scott Forrest. I'd like to welcome you here this morning to Faith Life Fellowship and our live stream portion of our service as we celebrate the resurrection of our Lord. Amen. I'm so glad that you could tune in with us. Praise the Lord. And uh, those of you that got the email blast that we sent out, we told you to prepare some elements. So at the end of this message that I'm going to share with you, you can share communion with us. And if you didn't get the email, you got a little bit of time to get some crackers and some juice together and be prepared to take communion with Faith Life Fellowship Church. Amen? Praise the Lord. All right. So before I bring you the message this morning, I'd like to thank all those who've continued to give through our website at gofaithlife.com and through the mail while we've been unable to meet here in the sanctuary. You can go to the homepage of gofaithlife.com and donate online or find our mailing address if that's the route you choose to go. Amen. Hallelujah. But I want you to know, for those of you that keep giving, we're very thankful, and the Lord is thankful as well. And this is what we declare over you as you sow into Faith Life Fellowship. We say, we believe you'll receive jobs and better jobs, raises and bonuses, benefits, sales and commissions, favorable settlements, estates and inheritances, interest and income, rebates and returns, Checks in the mail, gifts and surprises, finding money, debts paid off, expenses to decrease, blessing and increase. Thank you, Lord, for meeting all the financial needs of our members that they may have more than enough to give into the kingdom of God and promote the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So before we start the service, I'd like to pray. 
Father, we thank you that we've been praising you this morning. The staff met here earlier. We've had some technical difficulties, but you know what? We pressed through and we praise the Lord anyway. And the presence of God came into this place as a result. We've been declaring that Jesus is Lord. He is risen and he is risen indeed. And he is Lord forevermore. Amen. So we continue to do that in the service, Lord. And we ask that you you have your way in this service. Have your way with the message. Have your way with communion. And as we take communion, I pray that those that participate with us would draw closer to the Lord, receive healing for their bodies, and know that their sins are forgiven. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. All right. This morning, I want to talk to you about Christ, our Passover. Christ, our Passover. And let me begin by saying that Easter is traditionally the time that the church celebrates the death and resurrection of our Lord. And usually the emphasis is on the resurrection. And that's as it should be. Because without the resurrection, none of us could be born again. None of us could be saved. Hallelujah. First Peter 1.3 says in the New King James Version, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. So his resurrection is important, but his death is important also. And it is beautifully symbolized in the ancient Hebrew celebration of Passover. So what I, so what I want to do this morning is tie Passover to the New Testament reality of what Jesus Christ has purchased for us with his body and with his blood. Then I'm going to transition from the Passover to communion so you can see some of the parallels between the two. Amen. So let's first talk about Christ, our Passover. I want to start with 1 Corinthians 5-7 in the New King James Version. Therefore, this is Paul speaking, the Apostle Paul, therefore purge out the old leaven that you may be a new lump since you truly are unleavened. For indeed, Christ, our Passover, was sacrificed for us. Amen. Christ, our Passover, was sacrificed for us. Now, we got to go to other verses to find this. But trust me when I say that leaven or yeast is a type of sin. And unleavened bread that doesn't have any yeast or sin in it uh, was eaten with a spotless sacrificed lamb as a part of the Passover meal. And so both of these are symbols of the sinless Son of God, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So to partake of the Passover meal was to symbolically partake of all the benefits of Christ, our Passover, who was sacrificed for us. Do you see that? Most important of these benefits was the born-again experience, and it's hidden in this verse if you look closely enough. Symbolically, in this verse, the Bible says you become truly unleavened or sinless on the inside when you fully partake of the perfect sacrificial lamb, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Second Corinthians five seventeen and 18 amplifies that point. It says that if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. All things are passed away. All things have become new. And all things are of God. Amen. So let's read about Passover and maybe fill in some of the gaps for those of you that aren't familiar with the celebration of Passover. Exodus chapter 12, starting at verse 1. 
Now the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, This month shall be your beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. Speak to all the congregation of Israel, saying, On the tenth of this month, every man shall take for himself a lamb, according to the house of his father, a lamb for a household. Now, verse 5 says, Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male of the first year. You may take it from the sheep or from the goats. So here we see that the lamb without blemish is a symbol of the coming Christ. Jesus came to earth lived the life of a man, but was spotless, without blemish, without sin. Amen. And because he lived a perfect, sinless life, he was the only one on planet Earth that was qualified to be God's sacrificial Passover lamb that was sacrificed for us. Amen. Verse 6 says, Now you shall keep it until the 14th day of the same month, talking about that Passover lamb, then the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it at twilight. And they shall take some of the blood and put it on the two doorposts and on the lintel of the houses where they eat it. Then they shall eat the flesh on that night, roasted in fire, with unleavened bread, and with bitter herbs they shall eat it. Do not eat it raw, nor boiled at all with water, but roasted in fire, its head with its legs and its entrails. Sounds yummy, eh? You shall let none of it remain until morning, and what remains of it until morning, you shall burn with fire. Notice that they ate the Passover meal with unleavened bread, and the Passover lamb was to be completely consumed. Once again, as we saw in 1 Corinthians 5-7, symbolically, they were to fully partake of the benefits of Christ, our Passover, who was sacrificed for us. Amen. Verse 11 says, And thus you shall eat it with a belt on your waist, your sandals on your feet, and your staff in your hand. So you shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. Amen. As we're going to find out in the next few verses, the reason they had to be dressed and ready to go as they ate the Passover meal was because the death angel was about to pour out a plague on the nation of Egypt and take out all the firstborn. And once that happened, the Lord knew that they would be ready to be released by Pharaoh and they would be freed from their bondage and they would leave Egypt quickly. So he said, be dressed, have your staff, be ready to go, because when you eat this meal, it won't be long before you come out of bondage in Egypt. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And then verse 12 says, For I will pass through the land of Egypt on that night, and will strike all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast. And against all the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. Now the blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you, and the plague shall not be on you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. Amen for that. Here we see that because of their sin and because of their rebellion, a massive plague was going to take out the firstborn in Egypt. But when the destroyer, when the death angel saw the blood of the Passover lambs on the doorpost of the Israelite houses, he would pass over those houses. Hence the term Passover. 
they would be, because of the blood on the doorpost, they would be protected from their sin and they would be protected from deadly plagues and deadly diseases uh, like COVID-19, like the coronavirus. So the blood of the Passover lamb was a type of the blood of Jesus Christ that would break the power of sin and all of its effects, including sickness and disease. Amen. Verse 14 says, so this day shall be to you a memorial. Now, the Hebrew root word there is a remembrance. It means it shall be a remembrance. And that's a perfect segue into a short discussion of the sacrament of communion. Let's read from 1 Corinthians chapter 11, starting at verse 23. This is the Apostle Paul speaking to the Corinthian church. For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. Now, if you read the whole passage, you'll find out that Paul was upset. He was upset at how the Corinthians had abused and disrespected the sacrament of communion. And he stresses here in verse 23 that the proper administration of communion was so important that it was given to him personally by the Lord Jesus after he was raised from the dead. Amen. Verse 24. Well, let me back up and read 23 because it segues into 24. For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night on which he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. There it is again. That's that same word, memorial remembrance. And it harkens back to the Passover, even in communion. Verse 25 says, in the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. There it is again. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. So what have we learned so far from the verses that we just read? Well, according to Jesus, we are to partake of the elements of bread and wine or juice as a memorial or a remembrance. The same thing that the Lord said about Passover, that his body was sacrificed or broken and his blood was shed for you and for me. Notice also that Jesus says that communion, the New Testament fulfillment of Old Testament Passover, was to be observed until Jesus comes back to planet Earth again. That's how important communion is. We are to observe it until Jesus comes back to planet Earth again. I like saying it like that. Now, without getting too much into the weeds on the parallels between Passover and communion, let me summarize and give you what I believe to be the bottom line. Let's talk about Passover. Passover celebrates the redemption of the people of Israel from the bondage of Egypt. Symbolically, it looks forward to the cross and what Jesus would do in his body and in his blood as God's perfect sacrificial lamb. Communion. Communion celebrates the redemption of the people of God from the bondage of sin and all of its effects. Symbolically, it looks back 
to what Jesus already did on the cross in his body and in his blood as God's perfect sacrificial lamb. Amen. Verse 27. Therefore, whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. You know, he says, because we're proclaiming the death of our Lord, Paul wants us to take communion seriously. Not to take it lightly or disrespect the terrible price that Jesus paid with his body and with his blood for you and for me. It's a serious thing. Verse 28 says, but let a man examine himself and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. Listen, before you take communion, take a moment and think about what Jesus did for you. Think about where you'd be if not for the grace of God, if not for the body and the blood of Jesus, where you would be. I shudder to think where I would be if not for the grace of God, if not for the body and blood of Jesus. Verse 29, for he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this reason, many are weak and sick among you, and many sleep. Now, here's where it gets interesting as Paul presses his point even further. He goes on to say that if you disrespect communion, hear me out now, you can bring judgment onto yourself. He says that many do not discern the Lord's body. And as a result, they become weak and sick and suffer premature death. When it says they sleep, that's Bible speak for they die. Amen. So there's no getting around this if you're paying attention to the word of the Lord. The Apostle Paul makes it clear. And you got to know that he got this from the Lord himself. He makes it clear that Jesus body was broken for the healing of your body. Let me say that again. Paul makes it clear that Jesus body was broken for the healing of your body. Amen. Just let that sink in as you get your elements ready to take communion with us this morning. Jesus body was broken for the healing of your body and his blood was shed for the forgiveness of your sin. Amen. Amen. All right. We're going to partake of the bread. Pray this with me. Those of you that are watching, those of you that are here with us today. Father, I thank you for this bread. It is a symbol of the body of Jesus that was broken for me, that was broken for my healing. I take the bread now and receive healing in my body. Praise the Lord. All right, let's talk about the wine, or in our case, the juice. Father, I thank you for this juice. It is a symbol of the blood of Jesus that was shed for me, that was shed for the forgiveness of my sin. I drink the juice now and thank you that I am forgiven. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. I know it was short, but sweet. 
But we're so glad that you joined us today. And as we say goodbye, please agree with us in prayer that the day will come when believers can come out, come out of exile and return to their houses of worship. Amen. Amen. We hope you enjoyed today's message, Christ, our Passover. If this message has blessed you and you would like to contribute to our ministry, you can do so by donating on our website at gofaithlife.com. If you are in the Wilmington area and are looking for a place to worship, come join us on Sunday at 9.45 a.m. for coffee and fellowship and 10.30 for worship and service. If you would like to learn more about us and access more of Dr. Forrest's teachings, visit our website at gofaithlife.com. Also, visit and like our Facebook page at Faith Life Wilmington.